This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You are watching and listening to Chris. And Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube and your favourite podcasts. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Now be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on you foxes! You're watching Leicester Till I Die TV. Watch us on YouTube. Listen on your favourite podcast platform. Or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Leicester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now. Right, Chris. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Nine, ten. Yep, yep. Um, uh, I'm, I'm still pissed off. I'm still <laughs> totally and utterly pissed off. This was posted to the group earlier by uh, Craig Shepherd. Um, come on then, slag Vardy off. If it was anyone else that missed that penalty, you would. Face it, just not good enough. Man United, please come in for Rogers. Like <laughs> his time at Liverpool, got no clue now. Top four laughing emojis. Top six laughing emojis. Only chance of getting Champions League footy is winning this Europa League. But Rogers don't want to. And please, no, don't drop in the conference league because half our fans will celebrate the victory if you win that crap cup. That was Craig Shepherd. 
got a point, hasn't he? This is Lester Till I Die. This is where you can watch us. Bit like Leicester tonight, we are we are all over the place. I, I really, really don't know what to say about that. Craig there was having a go, uh, and yes, it was a shit penalty, Mr. Vardy. An utterly, utterly shit penalty. What were you doing taking the penalty? And I know you're the official penalty taker, and I know you are him whose sun, you know, the sun shines out your ass. But it was a shit penalty. And we are now going to have to go to Napoli and probably have to win the game. Not just probably have to win the game. We're probably now only going to finish up in second if we're lucky. Because what was that penalty? And yes, you are Jamie Vardy. We know you are. You bend down, Leicester City lights up. And we are very grateful for everything you've done for us. But you know what? You shouldn't have been taking that penalty. You've come on. You've done it before. You've come on taking a penalty and fucked it up. Why wasn't Iheanacho stepping up to take the penalty? He can do it at pressure. Look at the community shield. Why wasn't Yuri Tillemans up there taking the penalty? We know he can strike them good. What the fuck, Jamie Vardy, are you doing? I really, really don't know. Leicester City won. Spartak Moscow won. Brexit? Anybody? The answer is I don't have the first damn clue. You don't, but here's hopefully somebody who does. Brad, how are you, sir? I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. Yeah, I am frustrated. I think the performance and I think the effort to go about the business tonight, the intent, we didn't quite get the result we all wanted and didn't quite get the, the result we was all hoping with the way we were going about it, especially in that first half. Um, I mean, that first yeah. half, I mean, I, I, at half-time, it was nil-nil, and I, I actually posted, uh, I think you commented on it, that um, if that was a boxing match, we'd have been way ahead on points. But we weren't landing that killer punch, as in scoring a goal. Or would it come back and bite us on the bum? Yes, it did. Because once again, Leicester City did not take the chances. No, they didn't. And they had some, you could argue, glaring ones. Um, kind of, it felt a little bit Arsenal, Arsenal-like. Amazing. I'm uh, uh, It sounded rather, you know, Arsenal-like in the fact that we had a few chances that if, if it weren't the Acho getting in the way, it was someone getting in the way. And it just yeah. felt like we got to that point, in, especially in that second half, where it was just like, and the penalty save obviously topped it off, but it probably just felt like it wasn't going the back of the net for a second time. Um, but I'm going to come out in defence of us tonight, because uh, I actually think we didn't do too much 
wrong. I think Leicester put probably the ball in the net. Yeah, yeah, but I think if you actually look at that kind of thing, you know, we're still kind of the new kids on campus when it comes to European football. And I'm going to lay a bit of respect on these these teams, these Moscow, Moscow teams. They've been in this competition for years. They've been in the Champions League. I'm sure I'm probably certain of it. Someone might correct me, but one way or another, the due to their league, they're more times than not they're very consistent in Europe, to my knowledge. They're, they're in one of the two, right? They know no matter how slim the chances are, they've got a, they've got a chance. If they get a draw from this game, they played. They showed the difference between a Premier League game. When you get it back to one all against a team that doesn't really want to do anything for, with the ball, but fancies the chances because they've just got the lead, um, they do what you do in this situation. When the group's tight as it is, which is incredibly tight in terms of points. I mean, what is it? Seven, seven, five, and four. Seven, six, five, four. It's like a step song, isn't seven, it? Yeah, it seven, is. six, it is. five, four. Good looking yeah. baby, driving me well, crazy. Sorry. But, yeah, but my point is. When they when they got themselves ahead, they were still happy to to tighten up just a little bit, and as soon, and it was clear as day as soon as we got that goal that we very mightily deserved, and I'm happy with the goal scorer. I'm chuffed to bits with it actually. But what happened is is they went from that and they matched us four four in the middle of the back. Very rigid it was because all that happened was it went to that. It was practically eight at the back, and when you've got to give yourself a chance, they were not committing men to. Um, to grab a winner, they were happy to give themselves more of a chance for a point than they were trying to get all three and lose that game. Because if they look, if they lost tonight, they were out. They, they, they weren't yeah. doing anything to get second, not even third, maybe. So that is though, you I mean, have what I mean, position in a way for what they did tonight to push that less from the second half. Sorry, that was just what. What exactly did they do? Because in that first half, and Steve McManaman was the co-commentator on BT Sport, and I've got to be honest with you. If I was a uh, Moscow fan, I would say he was the most biased person on there because he was absolutely bigging up Leicester. You know, they can still do this. Go, he, he was absolutely pro-Leicester, uh, Steve McManaman. He was pro- but as he said, in that first half, Moscow did nothing. You know, no, and I know, but- I know you don't like stats, but 72%, nearly three quarters of the game, we it was us. And they they just backed off us. They didn't tackle us. They let us go ahead. Maybe maybe they've sussed us out. And sorry, Daisy, you're making me laugh. But I'm trying to be serious here, Daisy. I'm trying to be serious. All right, and get a, a serious point across. And you're commentating on my dance moves. I'm sorry. How can I be serious here? <laughs> maybe maybe you're dead, Maisie. You are. Maybe. Um, Spartak Moscow sussed us out and realised, well, let Leicester give them, give Leicester the ball, let them have the ball, because they shit with it. I don't think that's necessarily true. I, I, I believe that the results probably altered people's opinion. The crowd were very, very excited in that first half. And Moscow were always going to come here and play a counter-attacking football uh, and hope to hit Leicester and sucker punch them, which they succeeded at by the, probably the one time in the entirety of the game a Spartak Moscow player was free. 
It was probably the only I can't remember another time a Spartak Moscow well, player was the difference between a Leicester City side that has been top four for all but two weeks of the last two seasons. Um, that they had one chance and they took it. Okay, you can, yeah, but... you know, Mari was unlucky hitting the woodwork. But can you honestly say, having watched out apart from the Moscow performance, and all right, let's take our blue tinted spectacles off with the Moscow performance. It was 4-3, which was basically a 1-0. We came back from the dead. We were looking at being out, and we managed to come back from the dead. Before that, we lost a ledger. Can you honestly see us going to um, uh, Napoli on the last game of the season, away, and actually getting anything? Because I can't. Yeah, I, I don't see why. I don't see why there's so much negativity about it. I get the frustrations. I get we drew one all, but Spartak Moscow played the perfect away game. If Leicester are in their situation, well, we were at home, we, shouldn't we be playing the perfect home game? Well, we <laughs> tried. We, we tried. We, we, we failed. If we can't do it at home, can we do it away? Well, clearly you're not watching the same game, then, mate, because we clearly did because. We went forward. I heard that crowd getting right yeah. behind them. Like, we went forward and did not, no, It's like fans don't understand how a flipping game situation is supposed to play. Moscow hit an absolute smash and grab. Okay, I'm going to You've put this point across now and I'm going to defend it and say why. I can't understand why people think Leicester actually had a bad 90 minutes, right? They smashed and grabbed it. Granted, team took a chance. It happens, right? The thing is, what that then insinuated was a flat back rigid eight. And we were still going at them, rolling out the fours and, and, and the threes in attack. We was moving the ball forward, but they made it difficult because funny enough, right? Exactly like you said, discard the fact that we had a thrilling game, right? They took their chat, they went for us at home, and we were wanting to go for them because we thought we could beat them, which we did at their place. They were never in a million years, in a million years were they ever going to bring that to the King Power Stadium. And what's one of the hardest things that teams struggle with when a, a side is from the off desperate for a draw? They play defensive, they play compact and Leicester, no matter how quick they try to build up, I actually can't remember has been able to create that many clear cut chances apart from maybe three and the goal for me. That was just good. You have to give credit to an experienced European side. Okay, you, you, I, I accept that. I accept what you're saying. But at the end of the day, I don't give a shit about how good Moscow were or whether it was a smash and grab. At the end of the day, this was Leicester at home wanting to be do well in Europe. We couldn't yeah. go out and beat fucking Paul Town if we play like that. And you, you're saying, all right, so Moscow did well. They defended. Right, only one stat matters. That's what you always say to me, bro. Yeah, only one okay. stat matters, and I don't know. I, I'll have a look in a minute how many shots they actually had on on goal. But the biggest stat at the end of that game was that we had one goal. They had one goal in a match we needed to win. Yeah. Lazio absolutely yeah. stuffed Legia Warsaw four-one tonight. We're not going to yeah. get anything. We might as well just go into the conference now. And it's not, you know, I know that, and I know the team was not the full team, and we'll look at the team in a minute. And it was yeah. devastated by the bugs, you know. But you know, Vestergaard would have played tonight. God help us, you know. Um, but he was out with the bug. But even more so, Barnes and Madison were out. You know, maybe, maybe that didn't help. But we we can't. I just. 
we had to win that one. We were the home team. The onus is on us as the home team to break them down. Whether they put eight or nine behind the ball, it's only what Mourinho's teams do yeah. when he was managing in the Premier League. We should be able to break them down. And yeah. we are not capable of that. And what I think well, is we've disappointing... This is we what I'm saying is we've had two good runs in Europe. All right, we, maybe last season, you know, it wasn't round of 32. We got out the group. But let's be honest, we had two pretty decent groups. You know, we, we, we actually had um, in the Champions League, we couldn't have picked an easier group. And last season, we couldn't have picked an easier group in the Europa League. This season, we've come up against a group of fairly decent sides and we've been left wanting. That's that's on a general perspective. That's 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 to me that was it. We, I agree, and totally understand, and I'm feeling the same about the result. I, I'm not happy that we've only come away with points in that. We should have won that game. Unfortunately, when we had the opportunities, we did not strike them well enough. You know, we had. Ianacho getting away of goal bound Jewsbury Hall effort. We had the bar hit. We had Ianacho had the chance to he was you know that when it hit him. Ianacho's foot is about to, to fire. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, we had the penalty. So you know, on another night, I think everybody completely sees this game the same way that yeah. I actually did. If I just sticks out the back of the net. Okay. And then I would say, brilliant, but yeah, exactly. we're not but on that other night. Oh, we were on this no, night. Exactly. Unfortunately, we had a shit penalty. Yeah. We had um, yeah, and it was a shit penalty. Yeah, I don't care. Um, and no, you are. I am mad. At, I am mad at Vardy, and I know he is the penalty taker. Like he said, like Craig said in, in, in the chat, he hasn't. You know, you can't bring a player on. And just expect them to be able to stand up and take the goal. There was that delay. There was a big delay in taking the penalty. I had I couldn't even look at the screen because I had a bad feeling. I had a feeling he was going to miss it. You've got Tillemans and you've got Nacho. Both had been on the pitch a long time. Nacho, like I said at the get-go, he scored in the you know charity shield in the 93rd minute, whatever it was. So he can handle the pressure and take a penalty. Of course he can miss them. And Yuri, he's very good at taking penalties and he's on the pitch. And I think sometimes you've got to say, oh, I know you're Jamie Vardy. I know the sun shines out your arse, but you've only been on the pitch for two minutes. Back off and let, you know, we're a bit more warmed up. We're a bit more, more you know, at the game, if you like. Um, you know, if that penalty had come 20 minutes later, great, Jamie, you go and take it. But to say who we, it was just a bad penalty. No, I, I have to agree. It wasn't a great penalty at all. It, it was very predictable. And you say you couldn't watch it, mate. I was sat there like this. Yeah, yeah. I was doing the Pats and Dacca. You know, I'd yeah. I mean, I, mean I, I, I hate penalties at the best of times. You know, I, I play in one of the positions, and it certainly isn't a striker. There's no, there's no way I could run. I don't You're know. Not a by any chance, are you, Brad? You know what, mate? I've been hiding this away from people. It is. And I can't help but see the penalty taker and his body language is wrong. Yeah. And in defence of Jamie Vardy, um, we don't know if this is all pre-planned, where there's a natural order of things in the case of if these, if so-and-so, so-and-so, so-and-so is on the pitch, he's first, you're second, you're third. But if he's not, you're first, and so on and so forth. 
But yeah. I do agree with you. I think that maybe they don't. And Jamie backs himself, and that and that's that's always something great. That you know, I I, I feel that Jamie, you know, obviously he's going to back himself. He's been the penalty taker for him. Yeah, yeah. Um, he had every right in his intent and his form and, and the way he he goes about penalties the majority of the time. Um, to 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 say no, I'm fine with taking a penalty. That's I'm happy to ship the responsibility, but I do understand that maybe on that occasion, I do agree with you because of how close it is. We all remember that fateful final that happened uh, in in you know in the Euros where players similarly to Jamie came on. All right, they were intentionally coming on for a penalty shootout. Jamie, if I didn't know he was going to come on for a, well, a chance to score from the spot sort of thing, but. I think Jamie Vardy at that point, despite his own belief, and that's why I'm giving him leeway a bit in 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 in, in responsibility. I agree, he maybe should have gone to Yuri or whoever second on that mm-hmm. list and gone, no, mate, you take it. Even Lutman, I know he had a disastrous penalty against Fulham, but I'm pretty sure he'd never do that again. So he won it, you take it, don't think maybe that's the way it should have been decided if if I, I just think beforehand it should be said, yeah, Vardy's number one. Of course he is. However, give him a chance to get, you know, if, he, if he's in the first 15 minutes of a player coming on, number two yeah. takes it, whoever's been on. Yeah. Maisie, thank you very much. Um, it's cheered me up a little bit there. I can go out and get uh, get half a pint. Thank you so much for your support. I will always yeah, wear it. Uh, <laughs> Maisie, it is making me itch, though. Um, four shots on target for Moscow. Sorry, four shots, one on target. 13 shots for us. And, yeah. well, we had 23 on target, 23%. They had 25% on target. And, you know, it says it all, really, doesn't it? You know, we and we had shots going into... It's almost like having Jeff Schluck back. I've got to agree. I don't often agree with my daughter, but she says, hey, Schmeichel should have taken the penalty. He would never have missed. Heather... Yeah. For once, I think you, you're spot on there. <laughs> I just, I, it's just frustrating. And yet on another night, you know, we should have gone into that half time four two up, or you know, I'm not say four two up, two nil up. Sorry, you know, we we were we were such the better team. And like Stephen Animan said, they weren't coming on to us; they were letting us play. They were yeah, letting us they, play. They I didn't know yeah. whether if it was a boxing match. It's like they were just letting us, like, trying to tire us out. Yeah, um, and maybe they were because Leicester were quite very... Well, they were very good at being urgent, weren't they, in that first half? I mean, it's probably the best first half in terms of creativity in terms of its speed that we tried to build it up. I, I, I actually, you know, I, I know we don't we won't do one on the European show because I, I am downstairs and be it, but what people may not have noticed and the reason it may have felt like even though there was some backwards passing the reason it seemed to get more of a cheer in that first half is because the intent from the original move was so good Leicester moved in arches they moved in groups of three and like I said actually what they did they did it quite well because it got Leicester on the front front foot so much easier they defended on a higher line and 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 as soon as the next phase of players got that ball, they were three quarters of the way up the pitch, and 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 then it wasn't seen as such a bad thing if 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 Moscow came out of their box and tried to get it. If we, you know, put the ball out wide and 
and, and, and recycled it. It wasn't so bad because they weren't in their own half. They were only recycling it to the halfway line. You can still build a quick attack from that area. Um, and unfortunately, due to a change in shape from Moscow, especially when they got in front, um, and again, that, that goal summed up Leicester's season, I think. A game we were in control of, disappointed not to be winning, and then out of absolutely nothing, the one time that, like I said, I genuinely can remember a Moscow player being free for 90 minutes, mm. and he sticked it in the net, and that just sums up Leicester right now. You know, it was it was almost like Arsenal game because in that game we tried everything but couldn't hit the net, and in this game we we tried everything to stop it hitting the net, and the one time they got, you know, the one time you know the Russians were struggling to breathe for how good our pressing was in that game. The one time it happened, of course it goes in, because right now Leicester can see from everything. And it mm. it ruined what was actually a decent display. And I think, you know, it is, it's annoying to say, because it feels like we're saying it quite a lot when Leicester actually do play the football we know they, they can be capable of, as yet again we find ourselves behind. And that was the, probably the most frustrating thing of the night, because up until that point, Moscow weren't doing anything to get a goal unless it was necessary in their eyes. I mean, looking at this team, um, Heather wants a shout-out from you, by the way. Uh, hi, Heather. Here we go, Heather. Hi. That'll please you. She's easily pleased. Um, <laughs> uh, that sounds wrong when you're talking about your daughter, doesn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. Think of the phrase. Um, looking at the team... Uh, I was surprised with who wasn't in there. Uh, I'm certainly glad that he didn't bring Maddie Vuada on. <laughs> and that's the one and only time I'm going to attempt to say it. Um, your favourite there, Perez, he, he assisted the goal. He, he didn't, I don't think, do an awful lot any worse than anybody else. But, you know, without... I don't think we missed Vestergaard, did we? No, no. Um, in fact, it was a fairly solid performance. Mm. Like, you know, I don't remember too many times them being in trouble. And again, I think that's credit to the system that Leicester played. They went in a three. So there was always people behind the other people in, 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 right up until our own box. They could always rely on somebody having someone to pass to. They, they all actually had a fairly decent game. And that's probably because this has been the steadiest back three we've seen this season with yeah. Evan, Florentu and Daniel Amati. And I know I've already said it, and I know we'll get up to him later, not to spoil anything, but I am so happy that Daniel Amati got on the score sheet because if anyone's deserved a goal for their performances in recent weeks, he's probably one that's deserved it over the last three or four weeks when he's been in the team because... He had become a forgotten man until this season and he's probably one of the few defensive players we've looked at this season and talked about in a good way. And I'm just I'm just glad he got his goal for us because he's been a while. I don't think he scored for us since someone against someone like Stoke or something like that. I could be wrong, but he doesn't get many, does he? He doesn't, uh, and he and I, I, I must admit, I had to wipe my eyes. Not only did a Marty score, but we got one from um, <laughs> from a corner. I mean, Jesus Christ! I should have gone to Specsavers. I mean, my eyes, doctor, they, they're, they're bleeding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a bit of a shock. I almost had to had to 
take a second. It took me a while to sort of react to it because I was like, no, we've not just scored from a corner. Have we? we have. You know, and then, and then like I said, again, yeah. you know, th- 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 this was probably something that comes with the frustration because of how the game then panned out. Leicester were all over Spartak, but Spartak, like I said, played on ultra-defensive and, and they did what was necessary for themselves. And unfortunately, on the night, it, it worked. But you can't miss them chances in Europe as well. You have to yeah. say that. Because if Leicester buried them chances, we, we, one of them chances, even not, not not even a penalty, we don't have to bury that in that, in that right. case. We, there's only one winner. So we take that. If we can, it all depends on the group situation. If we go and beat Legia Warsaw, I'm not sure how invested Natalie will be in getting all three points if they win their game and remain top and a few points clear. I think they'll go well. That keeps us through. If Leicester are one nil up, then they might come out to it, but I don't see them being as defensive of Moscow. So that does give us some hope if we can get the win, but that's all we can do now. We It just makes that next game just as important, even more important, because we unfortunately couldn't turn mm. a point into all three tonight. All right. Well, we've got something very special going to happen now. Uh, that special that it is going to get one of these. <laughs> That was very unexpected. Um, I'm sure of a segment of this, really. Uh, yeah, so Leicester needs to look at that in, in, in a way that take the positives out of it because we were able to do that from from a defeat. So I don't see why we would do that again. But can you see? Sorry, can you see the question? No, I can't. I can't read it. Oh, ask Brad how well did Perez play? Uh, hang on, uh, I'm off. I'll be back in a second. Iosi Perez, look, all I have ever asked from a player like Iosi Perez is start showing the ability of a player that is of the level that Leicester are now requiring. Look, I've had my frustrations with you, and I always said, when you've done well and when you've had a, a, a good impact on the game, I'll give you as much praise as I will Jamie Vine. Right? You're hurried about today. It didn't quite work going forward, but it didn't really quite work all game for Leicester in, in, in truth be matter, because the problem was... Is it safe? Is it safe? It's safe, mate. It's safe. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the biggest problem was the way Moscow sat deep. It, it didn't help, but he got his assist. He was in the right area. He got that flick on it. Clearly something that they're, they're, they're constantly working on the training ground, because... I'd be interested the next time we have a corner if Madison's in the box and not taking it. If he makes the same run, it looks like something they worked on. And you know what? No one really covered themselves in glory tonight for like a seven or eight performance. Uh, but I will give credit where it's due. From the time he was on the pitch, he affected the game in the manner that he's needed to with the role he's playing. He's starting to get a little bit of affection from me. If he keeps them appearances up, I'm more than happy. Yeah. I'm going to say um, say hello to Luca. The Arsenal fan comes in because, of course, they don't have their own European uh, 
games this season, so they do, they do sort of come into other people's yeah. chat. Luca, I'm sorry, mate. I'm not forgiving you for the weekend. You're going to get abuse. Um, David S. Hi there, Chris. Bad. Bertrand was pathetic. Luckman, useless, other than the penalty. Um, oh, yeah, he won the penalty for us. And I can't see... There we go. Let me just wind that up a little bit. Um, team moved around quickly at first, but did nothing with it. Nacho got in the way more than he helped today. I don't know. I mean, you know, he, he had that shot on and, and, and Daka got in his way. Um I think what Steve McManaman said was, with regards to um, to, 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 to Luckman, was that Moses let him know he was there a couple of times. And then after that, Luckman almost didn't run at him. And he was more concerned about putting a ball in than actually running and frightening the defence. Yeah, the problem is, if I was going to pick a player from Spartak, especially over two legs, I think it was the same in the first one, that, that, that frightened me a bit for for the fact that you've got to remember he's played in the premiership and I know he's been out of it for a bit um with low moves and what whatnot but mm. he's got no experience and he probably looked looked up and down and went if I can get at you I can get under your skin I've already caused danger got the goal um and and when you're an experienced player like most is who's got a lot of experience and it's well spread out mm. he probably has the beating on for a bit, but the, you know, again, and, and again, I, mean, I stress that point that we have to remember we weren't the only side in this game. Spartak Moscow were happy for the point from the kickoff, as I said. They they played a structure that, like I had stated, and I'll stand by the statement because of their European experience, not necessarily the talent they've got, but the European experience allowed them to play a game a lot more defensive than I think any manager would have predicted. I think Brandon expected them to be defensive. I think we all did, if we're being honest with ourselves. I don't think we expected a Moscow 2.0 at the King Power. And unfortunately, um, they showed probably the European experience in, in the fact that you don't mind so much in a league game, do you, if your team's going hammer and tongue for it and you're trying to hit them on the break. But even when they did try that in the first half, when they were a little bit more forward, they were still very cautious in, in, in even attempting it. So, it's going to be an interesting one because the next one, mm. these they can't afford to lose this game or, or, or draw it. They have to win it. They're, they're going to need the three points just as much as we're going to want it. So it's going to be an interesting one. And I can see the winner of that game will end up getting that second place unless yeah. Leicester obviously do go to Napoli and get something from there. You thing is, and let's be honest, um, you wouldn't put it past Leicester, would you? The sort of thing Leicester would do is, you know, we, we we give out, we give the fans, you know, mild heart attacks throughout the campaign, and then we'll go and beat beat Napoli, and then we'll get beaten by young boys or somebody who's dropped down from the Champions League. Yeah, it would be, and and, and but to be honest with you, we we have to remember, and I, and I and I say this in the nicest respect, and I know I've said it a few times tonight, but it is what it is. You can't hide from from the stats on this one because mm. Leicester are still that inexperienced side in Europe and teams are going to do this more and more often. So this has also been a big learning curve. You know, they've then got to figure a way to defend teams that are going to defend even deeper than most Premier League sides when they come to the King Power and try and get a result like that from it. Because mm. 
you're not going to be you're going to have to get a team more, more and more at this point in the competition if their points are right and they still give themselves a chance going into the last game to get first, second or third, they're going to play a slightly different defensive line that's even deeper. I think some teams that have got results against Leicester in this competition have probably done it that way. Uh, and that's where we just need to up what we do and how we do it. Um, but yeah. I say, it's one of them. Dave, David S here says, and this is how as fans we we change minds so quickly. Not saying you have David, but just generally, we sorely miss Madders and his creativity. I mean, not so long ago we were saying, "What the hell is he doing on the pitch?" Uh, uh, yeah. This was a game that Thomas should have played and not Bertrand. Bertrand would have been a better fit versus Arsenal. You know, I'm. That's, I mean, that's actually a good argument. Contrast of how they played, I think. I, I was surprised that Thomas, maybe because he felt he got pulled around a bit by Arsenal and he was maybe lacking a bit I, in confidence size, I don't know. But I do agree with that. I think he that's maybe something that Brendan did get wrong. Um, but I also know there was a bug going around, so I don't know how many oh. of them affected. Madison, I don't think, would yeah. play. He I was actually he was on done. the bench. I was just checking to see if he was on the bench. He was actually on the bench. Right, but then so was Jukpukovic. So, I mean, you need to add yeah. what, uh, what, what you will. Um, Brookline asks, uh, good evening, Brookline. How the devil are you? You've got the first devil of the night. I'm just about calming down. Why do we play three at the back against a, a low block? So we can turn the ball over quickly. So we can get on the front foot quickly. Because, the, you know, this was something where, and this is what I mean by difference in competition and what, and what different stakes mean when it's a one-off game and it's mm -hmm. a very limited amount of games like this competition is and any European competition is, we probably played away and kept playing the way. The thing is, is we didn't change the way we played. It wasn't any slower than what it was in the first half. It's that Moscow sat even further back. In the first half, when they were willing to test the waters because they, they, they played a way to sit deep, hit Leicester, try and sneak one. Sub floor when it works for you in the form that Leicester are with conceding it this season. You know, since Wolves, we haven't kept a clean sheet, so we knew we was always vulnerable. Mentally, we're, we're vulnerable to it. I think that's why they were so packed. But playing in a three allowed that midfield to be a five, which then allowed it that if it went into the middle, the five could become a four at the front because then the wingers have the license and the wing backs have the license to, you know, have the license, sorry, to get up to the the middle and then they can get into the crossing areas the the wing backs can that's why Leicester operated with three against a low back line because they couldn't really do much else if you'd have kicked it long they were outnumbered probably six to three if Casper had kicked it long all night you know it'd have been six seven maybe on three to a high ball that's how deep that opposition was and you know, one thing I will say tonight, at least Casper's throwing it out a little better with his distribution, because how much time did he have? No, no, one see, no one seems to mention that Casper had enough time to get the ball and look and throw it a quarter of the way across the pitch already, and nobody around that defender or that midfielder because of how they they weren't, they weren't even halfway in their own half at times in that game. And it's very difficult. It makes it difficult. But these are the experiences that Leicester need to work on if they're to go far in this competition. And there's still two yeah. games. They can yeah. still get it right and get out of the group. Yeah. Let's face it, mate. Before this group was, you know, stuck, kicked off, first or second. First is a bonus, but Napa's going to be hard. 
We don't mind second. We know it means qualifier, but at least it's out of the group. We've still got a chance. Yeah. Good night, Dan. Sleep tight. Hope the bed bugs don't bite. Right, right. Uh, I'm not saying that you know you're going to bed early, but yeah, you need that extra hour's beauty sleep, mate. That's all I'll say, Dan. Good night. Thanks for your support. Um, oh, I, 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 he's gonna hate me. He's gonna hate me. Right, let's have a look at. Um, and I know, as I say, I do know that you don't like stats, but I'm going to show them anyway. I don't care tonight. Uh, let me uh, let me just find the stats and bring them up. And as we look at them here, like we say, you know, 79, sorry, 77% possession as good as. I mean, you know, we didn't even get that much under bloody Ranieri, did we? But just no. look at that. Touches on the ball. They had 414. We had 102. Oh, sorry, 1,002. You know, three, um, yeah, nearly three times as many touches. Passes. They had 245. We had 810. And somebody in, in, in the on the Facebook group said, well, we're sort of 800 of those backwards or sideways. <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's the thing. The problem was, and again, people must have sat there only literally studying and watching Leicester's performance because it was a completely second half because that's how Spartak Moscow went about it. They were never, ever... I don't know how people can't couldn't have seen tonight was going to be one of the most hardest games for Leicester to get goals from tonight because of how defensive Moscow were going to play. I don't know why people suddenly get this impression that Spartak Moscow were going to come here, play exactly like they did in front of the home crowd and go heaven for leather. Because I think they know that had Leicester been a bit more clinical in their defending in that game, They'd have got slapped for one or four. <laughs> it wouldn't have been as close as the scoreline said. If they came here and did that, we'd have tore them apart the way we went about rotating the ball. So I'm not surprised Spartak Moscow had seven, eight men behind the ball and left one lump up front. I'm not surprised they turned into that. At the end of the day, it's Leicester that needs to look at this game. I knew there was going to get more of the ball, Chris. I knew our percentage was high. I knew our percent passing was going to be high. But one thing that does concern me a bit which is why i do agree with 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 a lot of the points you've made tonight in one sense and and and, and to the people that commented we didn't create enough knockout blows yes we got the golden opportunity you know the guy that they were swaying and, and 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 he's put all his effort into a hate maker and the penalty was saved and it, you know the guy stands on his feet still standing sort of thing to follow both references through but we also i don't remember either keeper having too much to do we, we, we weren't quite able to unlock that. And in the second half, we did, the one thing we did need to do was realise it a bit earlier and push, that, push them centre-backs up even further and maybe have gone for it. I think maybe the... I think by the 88th, 89th minute, Leicester were probably just as content with Moscow going, OK, as much as we know we can press and maybe get a breakthrough... It's going to be even worse for us if we get caught out, which they nearly were. And if we'd have lost that game 2-1, Chris, because we kept going for it and we didn't see the point through and didn't think we'll keep going, we nearly got caught out. They did have that chance where the Leicester recovered well and nothing came of it. But on another night, Chris, you know the way Leicester's going at the moment. If we did that against Leeds, 
whoever's their striker at the moment, I don't know their injury status or anything, but he's probably running through on goal on that. He's not getting caught by, and, and, unless mm. they lose that game. You know, I mean, that's how I'm trying to look at it as best I can in a way to put it. So, But do, do we have to say then, you know, we, we put the team out, they put their team out, they're playing in a certain way, they're away from home. So therefore, yeah. the, in fairness, the onus is on us as the home team to break yeah. them down. We see the way they're playing. Is this yeah. is this Brendan's is he showing that a lack of tactical awareness in being able to change it around at the right time to actually get at them? It's probably a little bit of both. I mean, if if you're gonna say like to, to counteract saying oh, we're we're on paper and I would agree even on pitch, Leicester have a far better squad on paper than Spartak Moscow. And that's no disrespect. So, you know, you'd expect Leicester, given their financial state and, and the, the leniency of structures and how we can do transfers compared to how it is in the Russian and other leagues. Um, you know, Leicester were always expected to always have a better squad on paper. But I will take you back, Chris, and you, you, you've made this point when I've said, you know, tonight, I think, about other groups. I remember Porto at home. It was the same sort of thing, but we got the difference between that game and this game was that first goal. And Islam Somali scored it. Porto had their chances in the game and they didn't take them. It felt like that tonight, but we got the wrong result. It genuinely mm. did. We created chances, but they were resolute. We didn't get too many clear-cut chances in that game, to my memory. Someone might correct me and I might be just remembering the game wrong. But that Porto game, we squeaked out a 1-0 win, didn't we? And tonight, that was how I felt we was going to get a result. And unfortunately, we went 1-0 down. And that never made it easy. But you've got to give credit to them. And I've got to give credit to us because we've seen many results in Europe, Chris, where on another night, a team plays like Leicester, goes 1-0 down and doesn't get the equaliser. So, it, it, it makes it a bit harder. But I still think... Yeah. You, you should feel confident going into the next couple of games thinking that Leicester can get at least three points and put themselves in a good enough position knowing who's got to play who coming in the next two. Yes. We know, yeah. you know, that things can happen. So, we'll, we'll see, though. We'll see, though. We won't know for a couple of weeks anyway. No, no. I'm putting it... Um, uh, uh, play, playing the, the, you know, the, the devil's advocate that I do. How many seasons... Did it take Manchester City, once they had got all the investment, etc., in their club, how many seasons did it take them to actually get out of the uh, group stage of the Champions League? Yeah. It and wasn't, can... I think it was about three or four years at least, wasn't it? Yeah, and, and that's what people forget as well. And I know people say, yeah, well, they're financially better than they're supposed to do it. This that, that, that You could use that as a base of life and say, yeah, and you could probably what would you call them, a regular Champions League side now? Yeah. Probably. But you wouldn't have said that three seasons ago, would you? Or maybe not even, you know, but maybe more more years than that. You would have said they were the new club. Like you've literally said they were the new, the first couple of Champions League seasons who weren't getting out of the group even with the financial backing they've got. Yeah. So it just proves the difference in the ball game. Yes, there seemed like it was more backwards passing, but that's because we were missing what we were seeing with our eyes, because in the first half, what we saw our eyes was Leicester were pressing, 
and Moscow were cautiously getting up the pitch, hoping to nick something. <laughs> in the second half, Leicester pressed, and Moscow went, see in a bit, because I agree with his comment in a way, Dan, that they were pretty bad, Moscow. They showed how bad they were by how negatively they played it. I think, if anything, it justifies what I'm saying, because they played that negative. They obviously knew clearly they weren't going to match Leicester to win that game. So I do get his point, and I do understand why in the second half, Leicester fans, especially at the game, probably felt more frustrated because it just didn't seem to be the same way. But uh, it probably wasn't just too dissimilar. It's just they parked the lorry, the boss, the coach, and everything behind the ball in the end, didn't they? Your mic's gone, mate. It says you're muted. You've muted your own mic. That was because I was coughing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was coughing. I forgot yeah, no. to put it back on. No, I know um, it's mate. And, and I tell you what, I might, I might wish I was still got it on in a second because if I wore my tin hat earlier when I asked you about Perez, I think I'm going to put my whole bloody suit of armour on when I'm going to ask you this. JB is putting it out there. Go on. If we don't make it out of the group, Roger's out. Now, I'll go first. Um, <laughs> give you a chance to... To count to 20. I was angry tonight. Still am to a point. And I'm angry about our season and how it's going. But that's because, as a club, we've come so far. And as fans, we're very fickle. I've always said, if you look football fans up in the dictionary, it says the word fickle. Um, we've had two very good seasons. You could argue we were actually punching above our weight. But we had two excellent seasons. And there's more clubs coming into it now, making it harder for us. This is the hardest group that we've had to, to come up against. Like I've just made the point there, you know, Man City, and they'd gone out and spent the money. And even after they spent the money, it took them a few years to get into the way of European football. And this, for me, is a bit of a wake-up call. Yes, I'm angry. Yeah. Of course I was angry. I was angry at the start. You heard that. But, yeah. you know, if, I, if I'm serious now and putting my, my non-presenter hat on, if you like, and putting my fan hat on, this is almost a reality check season. You know, when we look at that Europa, you know, it's, it's, it's the group of death. A lot of people said it was the group of death. But we can criticise people after one game. You know, I can criticise Vardy for missing the penalty. Um, yeah. I wound you up before we came on live about, about that. Um, and we can criticise Brendan Rodgers for making some bad decisions uh, after a game. We're fans. We're allowed to do that. But no way Rodgers out. You know, and if, if we get Rodgers out, who are we going to get? And yes, OK, you know. He said, well, you know, we see what happened at Liverpool now, you know, how we failed at Liverpool. If Brendan Rodgers gets us to Liverpool's standard that he had, where he's getting them second in the league, we won't be complaining. Uh, I, no, I, I'm sorry. And I'm, I've kept very calm on that one. But my answer is very calmly, JB, I don't agree with you. Look, I, I, I understand that there, there would be some initial frustration of Leicester. Didn't get out of it. If Leicester didn't get out of this group. <laughs> um, but it, it's a very hard one to do. And the reason I, I say that is because 
whilst we're still treated as the new boys in Europe, let's cast our mind back to when we lost to Liga. The players came out wearing shirts. We're a big deal to these clubs. They play us in the only ways that they're going to know how to combat these big teams, right? You could argue the style. You could argue, from, but these teams are never going to be a pushover in this group. It would be disappointing to get third, but I've always prided that whatever competition you're in, to the best you're capable to do to manage the season, I want Leicester to be as successful as possible. And... If everybody got what they wanted, everybody would finish the season on the same exact points and the exact same goals, and we'd have we'd have twenty trophies each year because we'd have to share it, right? Because everybody would want the same thing for their club, and no one would ever. We'd, we'd, we'd all have Champions Leagues in our lockers, even between between us at some point, you know. So to suddenly say, "Oh, Brendan would be out if he's out of the group," or "You want him out?" Fuck, fine. Maybe that's how you set the bar standards for you for us in in Europe. To a point, I'd agree. I'd still feel that in this group, Leicester should at least be second favourites for the group. But I would argue that unless something went drastically wrong, I don't see where Leicester, you know, would go, Brandon, you're not working for, you're not, it's not working for this club because we have seen before Arsenal and for 75 minutes against Arsenal, and for the majority of this match, that Leicester can attack, Leicester can do a count beat. They do know how to count these sides. It's just getting everything right. And when you're in a bit of funky form like Leicester, that's just what we're getting. But I guarantee you, if we can get to Leeds and we beat Leeds, and then all of a sudden we go on another little run, this time round, that little run won't end after three or four games. It will go on a good stretch. Good times hang with bad times, don't they, mate? Yeah, they we do. We'll remember them forgotten just as quickly. Oh, we, we, like I say, we 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 change, you know, we change our views more often than, than you probably change your underwear. <laughs> and welcome along, Ants uh, Leicester fan channel. Good evening, sir. How the devil are you? Um, well, back at the King Power. Do you know what? I was actually watching um, before the. Um, the match on BT Sport, it was the coverage of League, uh, however you pronounce it, but League One in France. And uh, Saint Etienne are actually bottom at the moment. So if you want Puel back, I think that's a bit tongue in cheek there, though. Uh, Devils, <laughs> Devils United, uh, trust the process, guys. Uh, Brendan's at the wheel. Brendan's at the wheel. Uh, <laughs> Rogers is good. Don't get rid of him because you can't always get you can always get worse after. Trust me. But you know, Martin O'Neill, for example. Yeah, yeah. You've you've got to you've got to be honest. Who would you replace him with? And I'm not going to take this that comment seriously because he's not going anywhere. And I think you know, 96 percent of the fans would not want him to go because you've got to say who's going to come to us. You know, these big... Would Conte have come to us? No. Would Ancelotti have come to us? No. And we've got to accept that they won't. And if they do come to us... I mean, let's be honest, Ancelotti went to Everton. The first chance he got, he fucked off to Madrid. So, you know, be careful what you wish for. Exactly, Anthony. Um, JB says here, Chris, listen, mate. Rogers is now sound eluded. 
He said after Arsenal set pieces hadn't been an issue since he's been here. And tonight he said he was pleased. What a joke. So is he supposed is he supposed what's he supposed to do then, JB? Mm. Is he is he, is he supposed to look at that performance, look at the way that first half went, look at how his team kept going despite the fact that Spartak didn't have the quality enough to do anything and just stick everybody behind the ball isn't pleasing to see. Yes, it's disheartening that we didn't get the three points. Yes, we're sat here talking about gloriously missed opportunities. But I can tell you this now, I, w- I would put everything I've got, not a lot, granted you probably only get about 40p out of me at this moment in time, mate, but I guarantee you, whoever you are, right, if Jeremy Vardy scores that penalty, you're calling in here singing praises. You've got to look on the performance as a whole and judge it and remember that Spartak Masquero are actually in this contest too and still would feel that they can get the conference, if not, really cause an upset at the next European game and get that second place. They wanted to get something from this game to go, we're still here, by the way, and they've done that. Sometimes it's not always about you. It's, it's about respecting your position. We come on here, right, when a manager goes, oh, they were lucky, you know, 5-2 <clears throat> against Man City. You know, them results. We don't like it when they do it. We can't turn around and not give praise to an opposition. No matter the depth of their quality, they did a job. And mm. at the end of the day, I guarantee you, right, let's see what you're saying about Rogers and his situation at Leicester if he gets four points from the next game and goes through. Then, then yeah, I'll four take Four points from the next game? If he, if he does that, I'll be walking on water, mate. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, for my next two games. And I'll tell you what, if, he, if, if, if we get beaten both, then here I am already holding my hands up and saying, you, you know more about the situation than I do, mate. There's a very but thin line. Very, that's, your opinion, buddy. that's your opinion, buddy, and that's mine, so... It is all about opinions. And I think we should, you know, there's a very thin line between frustration and yeah. annoyance, you know. And yeah. I'm very much in the frustration side tonight. I Yes, am I pissed off with Jamie Vardy? Yes, I am. Because I know the standards of Jamie Vardy's penalties. And that was the, the, the why I'm annoyed at him and why I'm pissed off with him and why I'm saying... It's made our job a ten. You've just made our job ten times harder, Mister Vardy, because I know it's not his usual standard. Um, if we don't get out of the group, would I want Rogers gone? Would I bollocks? No, <laughs> I think he's, he's the best thing. That we can yeah. I tell you something? If he'd just signed for, uh, for for Spurs, let's say, or he'd gone to Newcastle, I bet you'd be having a real moan then, wouldn't you? You know, oh, he's gone and left us. Blah blah blah. I'll just pray this, and I'm, I'm just going to play this, and I'm just going to leave it there, and I'm not going to say anything. We'll just listen to you this. You don't know the answer to that question, and I think you're, you, you, you are an ostrich. You've unleashed your inner Nigel person there. But no, look, at the end of the day, it's one of them. I can't see Leicester not getting out of that group, I'll be honest with you, even though it's not going to plan at the moment. I've seen enough on the performances of Leicester to think, that they will get out of this group because league Liga won't want to go into that game and nor will, you know, just as much as Leicester go in, a draw is not really going to do us any favours here because, you know, Napoli are playing Leicester. So we'd have to make sure we're going to win ours. And I don't know who's who's got the home advantage when Moscow play um, Liga. But if Liga 
uh, you know, are away and it's in Russia, they're not going to find that easy, are they? So, so even I'm if not. I'm not having to go at you, Brad, here. Oh, I'm, I'm just looking down the comments at those that are coming up. And I'm I'm not only just putting my tin hat on, I'm not just putting my suit of armor on. I'm actually leaving the country for a comment that's coming up at the moment. But let's um, let, let me catch up with the comments because they're, they're coming in thick and fast now. Um, let's just see, where, where, where was I up to? We, we, we've had Ant um, and singing Pearl's praises, haven't we? Um, yeah. Terry says, um, always remember the saying, we have to learn how to break defensive teams down. That was one month after he joined us. Seems we were very slow learners then. Uh, Ant says, Rogers out seems very Arsenal-esque, but he has a lot yeah. to sort out at the moment. He has got a lot to sort out, Ant, and if he does sort it out, this is where he earns his money, you know, and we are not in the position that we were in under Ranieri, and I noticed JB said earlier about, you know, well, we got rid of Ranieri after we won us the Champions League. We were in relegation positions, you know. Um, JB says, hey, boys, boys, what am I hearing? We are struggling in the league, and if we can't get out the Europa League group stage, you wouldn't even question him. Questioning him is one thing, Sacking him is another. Yeah. And yeah. you've got to – I mean, I, I always go back because I, I, I've, I've worked in sales all my life. And as a salesperson, you can have – you know, I used to have brilliant months. You know, I was top salesperson where I worked down here. And, you know, I was hitting my bonus every month. And then one month, I wouldn't hit it. So you go and sit down with your manager and you look at why you didn't hit it, what it was. And sometimes it's just one of those months. Maybe that's the season, you know, it's just one of those seasons this season. Um, yeah. We have to take it on the chin. Like I say, we've got to realise the last couple of seasons, as good as we were, other clubs weren't as good. Now they are catching us up. Maisie uh, asked a very good question here. JB, who would you want to get then if you wanted Rogers out? Just one moment. So I am. I'm just gonna hide under my desk because I'm just just gonna play this for you. But I'll be I'll be back later. Bye bye. Oh my dear God! What is everybody's obsession with that man? Is it is it safe? Is it safe to come up? He's not that caliber of a manager. He's not that caliber of a manager. Can I come up? Yeah, yeah, you're fine. <laughs> People see three months of half decent football from Brighton and pot as this, pot as that, pot as this, pot as that. Yet he's had them relegation. I, I, I think I brought this up, didn't I, Chris, on a previous show? They've had the most symmetrical record for the last three seasons. Oh, so he has a few good bumps in football. I think that's because he's nullified the Brighton fans to death and that then it's tricked that he's worked on the opponents and that's why they've been getting a few performances. Look, this season he might have a good season, he might finally crack the code, but he's got to do it consistently before he's considered good enough and having cool enough for me to step into the shoes of Brendan Rodgers and that's a few seasons away. So, no, not right now. Potter is not proving himself to do it. You, you ask a team to do it consistently, a manager's got to do it consistently. 
can I? I'm just. I'm just going to have to play this. I'm afraid. <laughs> and. and... <laughs> Apologize, I'm continue. <laughs> that just that sums it all better than I could say uh, anything at all. But I have to admit, Brad, I am totally, totally in agreement with you here. I just don't know what the obsession is with Graham Potter. Oh, he yeah, plays yeah. nice football. We played nice football today. I'm not arguing on that because in that first half, we were all over them, but we should have put them away. And I said at half time, it's going to come back and hurt us. And it did. But Potter hasn't done anything yet. You know, no. we're no, quarter the season in. In yeah. fact, in form at the moment, um, I haven't got the table up, but I'm just going to quickly bring the table up. It's form we discussed it last night on the prediction show with our, our new regular ex-Fox Steve Alinex, who who's who, who let us know about Arsenal and Tottenham are not his favourite clubs. Um, like Steve, I do like Steve. Um, but we you know we, we looked at the, the the thing, and I have seemed to remember Brighton are actually um struggling of recent yeah in the last five it's drawn 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 lost drawn so what hang on mr potter he's not that magical is he no and that's what we said that's what i stood to find by look and before anyone gets it twisted i always want you know managers to be reasonably successful for clubs so i'm not really into all this or, you know, when teams play like Norwich's, I, I'm not sat here thinking I want someone out of the job because they're not my club. I don't watch them every week, so I don't want to make that assessment. But you can't just look at the first couple of months' form. That's not brilliant form that he's in now. So, mm. no winning five was that? You just yeah. rang out, you rang out four yeah. draws and a loss. So, yeah. we're probably in better form, but someone wants part of Hey, your opinion, maybe, maybe he comes there and he proves me wrong. I would I, I would come back to the subject of Potter in three seasons' time. Yes. And if Brian yeah. uh, up here, fine. It's like David Moyes at the moment. I still wouldn't take him until I know where West Ham finished this season. Yeah. And I'd be inclined to wait another year on them. I'm going to say two words. I'm going to say two words here. Peter Taylor. Because when he came to us, he was <laughs> he was the less he was the England coach. He hadn't lost as the England coach, and he was the, the latest upcoming manager. Uh, need I say any more? Maisie, the thing, the difference between, and I'm, I'm being serious here, the difference between Ollie at the wheel and Brendan at the wheel is you've got two different clubs. You've got to remember, as Manchester United fans are always reminding us, how big a club you are. We're not. We're not a big club. I still think of us as, as, as little old Leicester. We're, you know, we're a small club. I still put us in that kind of pot rather than, you know, the, the, the big pot. Um, and it's what's expected. Yeah, you know, a, if, if Brendan had the players you'd got, and that's the thing, you know, you look at your squad and you look at our squad, five, mm. six, seven times more expensive at least. So yeah. it's what Ollie's doing with his squad. You know, he's driving a bus full of 
top class A rated players over the cliff. Yeah, we're in the charabank behind you, but we're still on the road, and that's the difference. We are not. If we finish, if we finish tenth this season, don't win a cup, get knocked out of Europe. I still will not be shouting for Brendan out because for Leicester, that is good. You know, and yes, we've. You know, you could say, well, you've had two really, really good seasons. You should be expecting more, but I don't. If you like, am I being unfair there, Brad? I, I definitely see an argument towards why it is. Um, I mean, the thing is, as is, is, is well, is people seem to also forget that the longer these teams stay in the Premier League, the long most of them seem to improve. We're not the only team that's going out in the transfer window doing the shrewd business. We're just doing it better than others. And we, we were probably one of the first to get noticed for it. But, there's teams in this division that have improved over these years, over these seasons. And, you know, you, you're just taking one look at West Ham. You're showing what consistency can do to a side, you know, in terms of management and, and, and holding a team together. Leicester are probably going through a transitional period they were hoping to avoid and get through before the season even started. And that was, they're getting, probably for the first time in over two years, minus for Fana, a full... 11 that are able to train week in week out and get up to fitness and playing standard so they can play these attacking football because i i i understand that people are probably looking at it as arsenal moscow big difference right moscow did nothing arsenal did a lot arsenal did the lead but we were sat here and fans were sat here after a 2-0 defeat Correct me if I'm wrong here, Chris, but going, oh, yeah, but we did play really well. The goalkeeper saved it. Goalkeeper did it. On another day, we'd do that. So why is this different just because we were probably more expected to win? Because I was expecting us to beat Arsenal. I was expecting it to be a closer game than what it was on the scoreline. And it didn't happen because there was positives there to take. Mm. People, you know, read the room a bit. Read the situation that Leicester was still in in that competition. If Leicester don't qualify, it's not because they didn't beat Spartak Moscow and Kim Power. It's because they lost to Liga uh, Warsaw in their game, you know, at their ground. It's because we didn't hold on to uh, three points against Napoli. And it'll be because, unless they're wins, of what we do against Liga at Kim Power and Napoli in Italy. Yeah. If Leicester can bounce back the way they have, I don't see a reason that Leicester don't get through this group over the longevity. Because no one was moaning when we drew three all with Braga because it was slightly better for Leicester. No one batting an eyelid was getting a 90-minute equaliser against no. Braga, did they? But now suddenly it matters well, just because of the situation. Yeah, and, and I think if, if, we, if, we, if we had been West Ham and got the West Ham group, I think we'd be looking at completely different... Um, um, stories. JB says there he wouldn't have played Samarian indeed in the midfield when we're going for the win. I mean, he did. He eventually he took Samari off, didn't he, and brought on Dewsbury Hall. But Samari yeah. isn't, in my mind, and what I believe he isn't primarily a defensive midfielder. He's been asked to play that role because he's been standing in for Indeedy, but he isn't, you know, that is, I don't think that's his main role. Uh, and David um, says here, I do question his tactics sometimes, and I wish he was visually passionate when someone on the pitch does badly. But he got us top four 
more weeks than anyone. How did he manage that if he was that bad? Like I say, I just think it's it's a bit of a reality check time, and it happens to people, you know. <laughs> you know, we laugh at Arsenal because that they're struggling uh, after a couple of good seasons. Man United not doing what they would have hoped to have done, and it's just the same with us. It happens to all clubs. And yes, I came up and start, and I was having me rant and what have you. It's what presenters do to get people to comment. But you know, let's. It's the reality of the fact that. If if we just got promoted this season, would we be not happy with where we are now? Of course we would be, you know. But yeah. because we've had two really good seasons, and like I say, you know, we won the league. You can only play who's in front of you, I grant you. But, you know, that was the season Man City's manager was advised he was being sacked about, you know, 10 games left before the end of the season. Um, Liverpool, Klopp hadn't settled in. Uh, Man United were just being Man United. Spurs imploded. So that all helped us to win it. So, you know, and it's the same now. We've just got other clubs. You know, I didn't expect Arsenal to be up there like they are at the moment, you know, and have such a good season. But they're doing it. West Ham are doing it again. Brighton, I don't know what we said about Potter. He's doing it. You know, these. I mean, it's not just us that is battling for that uh, fifth position now. Uh, Dan, good evening, sir. How the devil are you? Welcome along. Um, and I've just gone too high. Oh, where's he gone? I've lost you, Dan. Dan? Dan? <laughs> there we go. Like there are things to work on, but who are we going to get in better than Rogers? Exactly. Two European campaigns, three Wembley appearances, FA Cup holders. Not Dan, not Community Shield winners. I've told you. English Super Cup winners. When will people accept that in any other country in Europe, it is the Super Cup? And that's what it is, English Super Cup. Of course, if we hadn't won it, it would have just been another friendly that we were playing. In Brendan, I trust. I think we all do, don't we, Brad? Yeah, I think there is. Every manager, even Martin O'Neill, who many perceive to be one of Leicester's best managers, most notably probably because the majority uh, remember the O'Neill days more than mm. more than most other managers. And even he had his critics. And even we, is it, as his biggest fan, probably found ourselves sat here some weeks, you know, bemoaning Martin's tactics, bemoaning his team lineups, you know, bemoaning injuries. I remember through the late 80s, Leicester had some games where they barely had 13 players to pick from. You know, yeah, they were struggling for 11, let alone a sub bench. So, you know, yeah. um, and some things in football just never change, do they, in, 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 in a way, in that sense, because no. Leicester still struggling with injury problems. We're still bemoaning, you know, not everybody's fully fit. We're still bemoaning some defensive errors, but it, mm. you know, sometimes. JB says here, I, I don't agree. I don't know if you agree with this. Squeezing through the group for me is awful. Does it matter how we get through the group? No, no, exactly. no. I get it. I get why fans. Of course, you want it easier. Who doesn't yeah. want it easier? Who doesn't want it to be like our first Champions League experience? But if you look, if you looked at our first European experience, we got off to a better start. But because of the way out some of our results went and other results went, it was actually closer. Leicester mm. went into that last game with the advantage, sure, but still with the chance that they wouldn't win that group. So. It's all how you look at it. Like I said, to me, this is the pivotal point of both seasons. There's a Christmas period coming up, um, lots of games. 
this is normally where all your hard work from the earlier start can go out the window for clubs. All your bad, you know, form can either get worse or better depending on you know how you're doing. You know, a snowfall or fixture list, you could win six in, in a row, and all of a sudden you're halfway up the league or you're in the Europa League spots or whatever, or six more def six defeats in a row, and you're Norwich and you think you're already down. They probably think that anyway, but you know the contrast to where you could be. And, and 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 in these next eight to twelve weeks, um, more so when it gets into the middle period of that, Leicester could be top of the group, sixth in the Premier League, and everything's looking mm. a bit more rosy. And that's what I think we have to look at because nobody realistically, very rarely would I say unless they're in a, a blissful group like we're in know. we're in the group of death this season. Yeah, we're in the hardest. At least we're more fight than a lot of others have in our situation. Celtic and Rangers, yeah, from past yeah. in this competition, where they fail miserably when they get into sort of difficult yeah. of a group. We, we've still got a chance, and still technically a long way to go. Yeah, Ant says here, Vardy's second touch is a penalty. No matter the player, shouldn't be the case. Yeah. Um, I do agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't. He shouldn't. He just as he shouldn't have taken it. Let's just catch up because we're a bit behind with these. Chris, I think you're underestimating how angry people are towards Rogers. I was at the game and I always am home and away, and people are angry at Rogers. We were angry at Martin O'Neill at the Sheffield yeah. United game, weren't we? Uh, what? Okay, if people are angry, and I'm not there, and I, I grant you, and everybody's entitled to their opinion. I oh, certainly no, didn't yeah. hear that. Anti any anti chanting at all? So there's thirty odd thousand people in there, JB. How many of them are angry at Rogers? Because you know, no matter how you many who you've got as a manager, if we had Klopp in as a manager, some Leicester play, some Leicester fans would not be happy. If we had Pepin, Prep, if we had Pepin, some Leicester fans wouldn't be happy. You know, I'm, I'm <laughs> I mean, but. I don't know. I don't know what some fans want. You know, I can say I am disappointed, and and it was disappointment more than anything because we should have won the game. And disappointed at the start because obviously it puts us in a harder position. Disappointed at the fact that it was a bad penalty taken. Angry, yeah, of course I am for a few minutes. But I can say I didn't hear that on the, on the screen. I could do, all I heard was the fans getting behind the team, um, yeah. and I, I just. Like I said, I just don't know what what Leicester fans really, really want because we're not Arsenal fans. You know, let, let's grow up and let's wake up and smell the, the, the coffee. You know, we are where we are and it's a great position to be in. And yes, we, you know, we overachieved for the last couple of years, but you can't, you can't keep it up year after year. To, I mean, look at Manchester City. They won the league last season. At this stage... I think they were about tenth, yeah, <laughs> and and were struggling. Um, yeah. Anthony says here, Nigel Pearson isn't doing that great at my home team, Leicester City, uh, Bristol City. Sorry, uh, we're fifteenth in the league and lost lots of games. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't follow Bristol City, Anthony, so I, I can't really say um, they're your home team, but you're an Arsenal fan. They get behind Bristol and support them. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, Maisie. Thank you very much. Um, 
And Graham Potter is class, to be fair. And I think you are. I think you are just trying to put a bigger spoon in the pot than I have been. Uh, I really do. I'll throw him in the pot in a minute. It keeps up matching. I'm joking. I'm joking. Anthony, your your thoughts on Eddie Howe. I don't give a shit who's the manager of Newcastle and I don't give a shit what Eddie Howe does, to be honest with you. I'm more concerned about Leicester. Um, No, no, Brighton have played good football for more than three months. They actually create good chances. They create good chances. They scored 11 goals, JB. Right? They scored 11 goals. We scored 15. Who's getting the more chances? Go and check your facts. We've let in more. I wouldn't argue with that. Maybe they've created better chances. And as much as the chances we're creating, we're not putting them away. But we're putting them away, we're putting away more than Brighton are. Potter hasn't won anything. He kept them up by the skin of the teeth last season. Come back when he's won something. You know, everybody wants him to be England manager. I don't get it. He hasn't won anything yet. Eddie Howe has done more than Graham Potter because he's brought a club up that was minus 17 points in the fourth tier and he got them to the Premier League. He's a better manager than Graham Potter until Graham Potter actually wins something. I don't get it with Graham Potter. I really don't, Brad. I, I will reiterate my point to JB. Go and check Brighton's last three league position finishes. I think you'll find that maybe not position-wise, but if you look at the win column, the points column, and probably every other column else that's on there, you will find that most things are near on symmetrical, i.e. the wins and the points and the losses and the draws. They... they have only been getting anything positive from their style of yeah. play for the last three months. Yeah. If in three well, years, not even that, Brad. I mean, you know, the last five games, yeah, Leicester City won two, drawn two, lost one. Brighton, as we said earlier, last five games, drawn four, lost one. Yeah, and no, no, Devils, no, no. Devils United makes a you know Maisie makes a good point here. Just because Potter is good for Brighton doesn't mean he would be good in European football or for a stronger team. Yeah, you know that's exactly uh, true. She's very right. Yeah, said, mate. yeah. I I've always said that you couldn't put Mourinho in charge of, let's say I don't know Port Vale, and and he would get them into the Premier League, right? And it works the other way around as well. You couldn't put you know Potter. Uh, Man United and expect them to win anything because the play Ronaldo's going to go in and he's going to look at Potter and go, Where the fuck are you? <laughs> at least with Ollie, he can turn around and say, Yeah, you know, you, you, you've won stuff or what have you as a player. Um, and I, I just, I just, I, 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 moving on. Um, Rogers didn't even make it past the Europa League round of 32 with Celtic. He isn't a top European manager either. We are not a top European team at the moment. Like I said, Manchester City. Um, they've had David, some... You might want to do some checking, checking of the facts, mate, because I think if you go and look at Celtic's dire record in history, their probably biggest success is how far they've got in in the last like 10 years since, since the glory days that Celtic had. You'll probably find that their 
success rate in, in the competition is absolutely biblical and far worse than that. They can't even get through qualifiers. So don't come up with the Celtic stuff, mate. Learn your levels of football. Okay, don't JB, I'm going to answer this to you now because, quite honest with you, I just think you are talking poo. Boys, sort it out. Brighten them above us and don't have the quality as we do, but they are still doing better. Okay, look at the table. They've got 16 points. We've got 14. Spurs are above us. They've got 15 points. I know they've now got Conte, but they got those 15 points with Nuno in charge. Would you take Nuno? I wouldn't. No, not now. He's damaged goods now. Um, and he didn't actually win anything with Wolves either. He got them one promotion. You know, I mean, <laughs> catch yourself, JB. I don't know. I don't, really, really don't know what you're smoking, but I'd love some. I really, because I'd love to be in your, your fantasy world, totally. I just, um, I just, I'm, I'm all fine for, look, that's his opinion. He's obviously not going to change it. He's very passionate about it. That's fine. I just, I just, really want to see where all of a sudden this emergence has come from it because I'm looking at the facts and I'm looking at his level of reputation in this division mm. division and if you'd want Graham Potter then I'll put in my comparison for you. That's telling me that you'd have Eddie Howe at the King Power. A guy who's I've and I'll answer the question for the guy who asked it because it, it, it contains my answer within. I don't think it's a wise appointment for Newcastle and I wouldn't make it a wise appointment for Leicester for one reason and one reason only. I agree with you, Chris. There's certain managers out there that the way they go about the thing, uh, their, their business, the way they tactically plan things and the way they're consistent in doing things um, on very limited time in management as well. They're still earning a lot of their, their stripes, both of these managers, you could argue. that Certainly, Graham Potter is and Eddie Howe's been out of the game for a bit. But I would not have him in the club because of one thing and one thing only. I wouldn't have Eddie out of the club because I've seen what he spends when he's given money and what he spends it on. I, I, I think the owners have a lot of trust with who they bring in to make the right player decisions. We've seen that with the players and who they were managed by and the ones that haven't been successful. And then the next manager's come in and he's made the buys and they've been successful because they're his players he's brought in. I don't see that with Eddie Howe. And the thing is I don't say about Graham Potter is... If you want someone like Caliber, cool. If you see something that I don't, fine. If he proves me wrong in three years' time, cool. I know it's come to for my next managerial advice. I'll take it back. Fair dues. Right now, I wouldn't take him because he's done nothing of no. significance to me. JB, come. you type in there what he has won in his managerial career, as in trophies, and you could argue that Brendan's only done it in Scotland, but you type in what he has won. And that, if and you know, we might say, well, yeah, you know, he's, he's won more than Brendan, therefore, you know, he's a better manager. Uh, Anthony, we we don't always sell. No, 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 no. I mean, this is what people seem to think that Leicester are a selling club. We're not. We 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 like the fact that we play with the uh, top six mugs. Did I say mugs? Then I did because I mean it. Because Arsenal. Man United, they don't want to take a gamble on a young player. We do. We take a gamble on them. We bring them in for 29, 30 million. Then there's some mug of a team, whether that be Man United, whether that be Arsenal, that are going to go and pay us 80-odd million, 50 million, for a player that cost us 20, or in Chilwell's case, cost us nothing. 
So, you know, while you're happy to do that, we're happy to take your money. Because I tell you what, there's enough Man United players over the last few weeks that have been asking me if I would take uh, Maguire back. Uh, Nippon, good evening. How the devil are you, sir? Um, let's just go down here. JB, Chris, I won't. I want heart, passion, desire. I don't see that we got turned down, turned over so easily. What? Oh. Does, does the fact that you've got passion on the side of the pitch make you a better manager? I, I will make a counter-argument. What does this Leicester team need as a manager then? Are you saying that what they need from a manager is someone who sees Leicester score and instead of being encouraging and going, yeah, that's what I want to see, keep focus, keep focus. Because that's what Brandon, that's the type of manager Brandon is on the sidelines. He's not very animated. Right, but he's got the sort of players that are like that. Right? Does he want a manager that does that? Does he want a manager that waves his arm in the air because the one all against Norwich in the ninety-third minute and they're thinking, "We've been crap. Why are you, why are you getting so? We don't deserve praise. We've been bad." Or do you want a manager that's like Jose Mourinho? Do you want him coming out publicly and going, "He was awful. He was awful. He was awful. He was too much on TikTok." No, I think it's quite clear that the way the club operates and the style of manager they prefer to have, Graham Potter's not what that group of players needs. In my personal opinion, you might want it. That's fine. That's what you want to see. That you're, that you're entitled. That you're a fan. You're allowed to say that's what you want to see. But what these players need is they need a cool head. They need someone who's not afraid to go in at them, but he does it on a measured, on a measured balance. And that's one thing I'll always give Brendan Rodgers credit for people might not yeah. like it there's probably there's probably a fair few people out there jb that are like you that would like to see a bit more passion they remember the manager we spoke about briefly in o'neill he was very um eccentric in in some cases on the sidelines wasn't he? very animated very up and down leaping foots in the air but that team ran off that but ranieri wasn't doing that ranieri was giving mm -hmm. the fist pump pointing mm -hmm. to the sky given the arm, but he was very composed and then very drilling at home going, you know, yeah. he was giving it the cheers and that's what he does. And you've seen him celebrating them goals when you, mm. when it happens, he does show his passion, but he's the first one. Look at some of our goals, right? We went on a run where we scored straight after the team scored. And that's because the team got a bit too over giddy that had just scored, mm. weren't focused, weren't switched on. It was the first thing we saw them players do. They looked towards they're off the pitch leader, and he was going, don't worry, focus, go. get." Mm. And what happened? Ball over the top. We all know the outcome. In yeah. the back and left on the head. And that's what you get. So what are you saying? If you want in that type of manager, then fine. I understand why, but a bit more why you're invested in Graham Potter for his heart, passion, and his antics sideline. But the, every group of player needs a manager that is the right fit for them as well yes yes jb says there brayton create more doesn't mean they score more that's due to their quality but imagine what he could do here if he was any good he'd have them scoring it's as simple as that i'm sorry yeah. you know if, if the manager's good he, he gets some work in uh, all i will say is i'm still waiting jb for you to do the trophy comparison between rogers and potter and then I, also let me know how many people were cheering for rogers out tonight because i certainly didn't yeah. hear it on the telly if you can go yeah. back to me and say there was huge sections 
I'm surprised then that I wouldn't have heard it if there was, but you were there, I wasn't, maybe. So, um, yeah. uh, Anthony says, I'm fed up with Potter and Arsenal fans want him. I don't understand it. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> uh, Maisie managed Ustersands in Sweden. Who did? Who I'm not sure who you're referring to there, Doug. Um, yeah, I, Chris, I, I think I, Brad is better than Potter with his tactic on his board, indeed. Yes, definitely. Brad for manager, Brad for I'll manager. I'll get my suit and tie Rogers out. I'm in. I'm on, lads. Don't worry about it, David. I'll do it, Joe. I'll do it, mate. I'll go and do the job. David says here, I'm going to say something very controversial. <laughs> no, something else now, David. Yuri have pulled off some amazing uh, goals, but sometimes he slows down play unnecessarily and isn't that fast. So we live or die by how well he plays. I mean, he can only make a pass if there's somebody to pass to, I suppose, isn't it, Brad? No, that's true, and and, and there, there was probably a there was obviously periods in this game. I do actually agree with that comment to a, to to some extent because there was periods in the game where, and I know you said it earlier, Leicester were found probably maybe a bit too wanting on someone like Tillemans. And to be perfectly honest, as good as Tillemans has been since he's been in Leicester, I think there is quite possibly a lot of Leicester fans um, that will say that. In, in, in more of attacking sense, and I know some no, more. No, Terry. I I know more in a attacking sense. You know, Brendan's touched on the fact that Samore has seen more as the go forward guy, uh, and I know he may have been a little bit preemptive of it, and that Yuri was given that responsibility because that's how I think he's probably best suited. Um, I think a lot of people would say that. He does do better. And this is no disrespect because I, I have come on here earlier and, and praised his performance in Perez. But I think the way he has to probably do a little bit more of the shift work than he's used to with a Madison in that position, I don't think that helps him at times because he did look a bit like he'd been run around a bit more than he's used to. He's used to being on the heels, isn't he? He's used to being on the toes and, and, and wait for that ball in front of him so he can run onto it and get there. And he, he didn't. You know, sometimes we were found wanting in, in, in being a bit predictable sometimes. Um, so, yeah, that point that point was a fair fair enough one made. Carry on talking for a second, because I just want to leave that comment there, because I'm going to come back to it yeah. in a second. But um, I'm, I'm just uh, trying it's to OK. Bring... A lot of people were saying he has to. Yeah, I'll come on to that in a second. Yeah, in SK, a second, he has to make it at the group stage. No, yeah. people are no, no, Brad. Sorry, leave, no, leave, leave the comment. We're going to come to the comment in a minute. Um, okay, sorry, ju just carry on about Tillemans for a second while I'm just trying to yeah. bring something up. Okay, no worries. Yeah, I, and there is a bit of bonus on it every so often that does happen. You know, when, when Madison's been playing and he went wanting, there was a lot of pressure on Madison and a lot of expectation from Madison, known more than anybody as Leicester fans because we see him week in, week out. We probably watch the training videos. We watch the interactions. We listen to him. You know, we watch him on the game. We watch him very closely. We watch we watch these players like we were their bloody parents on the sideline, don't we? Like a Sunday league, you're taking your kids down. You know, we crit, you know, but what we're doing is sometimes saying what we're thinking sometimes when we've got our non-parenting brain and we're all sat there armchair managers, myself included in it. Like we're sat there yeah. as armchair managers and we're thinking... Didn't really show what he's all, you know, yeah. didn't really live up to the games he's been putting in. 
But, you know, and that's something maybe the naivety needs to go on. Maybe we do need to be there. But you've got mm. to do it with the players on the pitch. And, and even yeah. tonight, even though it was a fairly strong lineup, there was a lot of players that still haven't had too much yeah. game time together. So we move on. Okay. So, JB, uh, I ask a lot of people, uh, he has to go if we don't make it out of the group stages. Okay, so Leicester City have got 2.2 million followers on their Facebook page. A lot. So you were asking, what, 50%? Um, you were asking 25%? Asking 10%? I have a feeling it might be 10 people you were asking. Wow. Well, hang on, JB. Well, Ten people. Ten of our fans want him out. Great. Let's do it. But, I've never heard such push. I know we're all about opinions, JB, but will you head in a little bit here, you know? And you've said here as well, uh, I ain't bothered about what Brendan was. So basically, because you can't argue back, so because you can't put the argument back when I said go away and find out how many trophies and we'll compare it, you can't. You, you can't because you're saying you're not bothered about it, which means you, it fails. Now, I'm going to put this up here. Sorry, Brad. I'm just going to I'm going to cut you off for a second. But um, I'm going to put this up on the screen now. Now, there's a little button at the bottom there, JB, that's got subtitles on. Now, press it because your eyes might be working better than your ears here because you're saying it's about the here and now. So the here and now is after one season – this, you know, a, a, a decent season, this is where we are at. You are wanting a manager that has won four games this season. Oh, look, we've got a manager that has won four games this season. Well, he's managed to win two more than us. Well, we should get him in then, shouldn't we? Well, look, they've played such attacking football. They're so good at creating chances. They've scored 11 goals. Oh, look, we've scored 15 goals. Oh, hang on, look at the last five minutes. He is so wonderful. He hasn't won one in five. Oh, oh, look, we've won two in the last five. I'm sorry, JB, and I know it is all about opinions, and I respect the fact that you have an opinion, but you're talking shit. You can't be, but if you're not bothered about what Rogers won or Potters, that's how managers get the jobs. You get a job because you've won something in the past. Why do you think Conte has just walked in with a very big wage check? to the Spurs job because of the here and now? No, because the here and now, Conte hasn't got a bloody job. So it's not about the here and now. It's the fact that he won something with Chelsea in the Premier League before. So, I don't, you know, do you follow football? I just wonder if you do. I really, really do. Um, I'm, I'm, I, just, I just don't don't get it. I mean, I think I've made my point there, Brad. Yeah, yeah, very passionately spoken, shall we say. Um, JB, look, sorry, sorry, Brad, uh, JB. Uh, check out most created chances over the last season, mate. What the fuck with created chances? Look, I'm sorry, I, are you, have you got a picture there, JB? Have, have you got sort of Graham Potter monthly open and you're having a wank over it? No, because come on, you, come you on. seem to be his wank buddy here because, you know, Created chances, so what? Norwich could create 20-odd chances and they're bottom of the league. But, oh, let's go and get Farker, shall we? 
I don't... <laughs> the here and now. Come back to me. Tell me what he's won. Compare his record. Compare his record to Rogers, and then we'll have a decent conversation. I, t- I tell you what. I'll put it. I'll put it in two different ways, uh, JB. And you know what? Maybe you know his opinion. No matter what we think about it, no matter what resoundingly we think against, you know, in in our arguments against this thing, he probably will stand by his opinion. Fine by me. He's, you know, that that's the way he is. And maybe he's sitting around a group that, that see the game differently, clearly with their opinions of of, of Brendan. I will, then put it way, I, I will put it two more different ways to you. First of all, right, where's the where, where's the longevity? What's got more chance of happening, right? Brendan Rogers getting Leicester back on track and finishing this season, getting through the group stages. Maybe getting through the first knockout, maybe jumping straight to the the, the thank second. You, Maisie. Uh, Again. Thank you. Uh, you know, maybe getting you got excited there about the wank fest with uh, with Graham Potter. She's she's paying for more. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, um, you know, I don't know what's got more chance for happening. Brendan Rogers getting Leicester back, ending the season in the top six or top seven, getting out of the Europa League group, which will take them to the round of 16, which will, by default, take Brendan further than he's ever been in Europe and take this club further than he's ever been in this competition, right? Because no matter how you want to word it, first or second still gets you into the round of 32, which will be matching what they did last season. I reckon there's more chance of that happening than in, say, four months' time, Brighton being where they are on the table. I guarantee you in four months' time, Right, Graham Potter won't be won't be getting talked about. And if you're still not seeing where I'm coming from from this, why I'm so against Graham Potter being someone mentioned with a Leicester job, you want to place a team with European football and European experience and European ambition with a guy that's never had it before. No, thank you. No, thank you. We are past them days of, um, well, we're we're just past them days of the. Um, what was his name? The Portuguese manager, Paulo Sousa. Sousa, yeah. Sousa days were past yeah. giving the jobs to the the understudy in the yeah. greatest respect. You know, like when we had the Taggarts and, and, and the yeah. Frank and, and the Shakespeare's yeah. and the Crystal. We are past that days of the club. That's how far we've evolved. If Rogers think, was to go, yeah. I yeah. would not want somebody who hasn't got that European experience because you're handling right, you, no, you're quite right players. there. JB, you're saying you think our expectations are low as fans, maybe sitting there watching on the telly, but that's not for me. Oh, hang on. You know what we've got here? We've got somebody who says, oh, you don't go to the games, you're a plastic fan. Oh, JB, go and carry on wanking over Graham Potter. I I put more effort into following Leicester than you do getting on a bus or driving down to the ground to watch them. Um, I'm sorry, I live down in, um, in, in on the south coast uh, and I used to travel when I had a season ticket up to a couple of years ago, which I can't do by a season ticket now because I'm not working. But when I did have a season ticket, I used to do a seven and a half, eight hour return uh, journey every day to watch Leicester City. Um, did, you, did you, JB, how, you know, it'd be interesting to see how far you travel Chris, to the game. Chris, Chris, t- t- tag me in a second. Hang me in a second, mate. Just slap my hand down. Just do that motion for me, and I'll take the tag in for this. You ready? Yeah. Yeah. Have a look at this, mate. 
Right? See, see that little trophy? Mm. I've had my hands on it. I've had my actual hands on it. And if you've had a tour guide, right, guess what? I work for the club. You got your hands on a replica. I've touched a real thing. Doesn't make me more of a fan than you. Remember that, sunshine. There you go. <laughs> you ain't work for the club. You're not a proper fan, mate. No, it ain't how it works, sunshine. I follow my club. Yeah. I'm just as dedicated to the club as any Leicester fan out there. I won't yeah. have anyone coming out there bashing anybody for how they are and what they are as a person. I'm sick to death of it this week. I'm already not in the best of moods as it is with certain people. I don't want a dickhead on here that's going to start saying, you sit at home, I sit and stand on a better fan. I will listen to your points, I will listen to your arguments, and I'll have a good, decent, honest conversation with you. Yeah. But guess what, mate? These hands here have touched the actual genuine Premier League trophy. Does that make me more of a bigger fan than you? No, it does not. No. And are you going to Leeds? Well done. Give the, give the little baby a little gold star. Fantastic. You deserve a gold star for your support. Like okay, I say, mate. We do have a season ticket when we was in League One because guess who did? Yeah. Me. Yeah. I went to League One. But I bet you if you didn't, right, you're going to come back and say, oh, well, I didn't get one then because I couldn't afford it. I was working and that's no disrespect, no fault. You, you might you might have gone. But I bet you there's been a season when you weren't old enough to go or something like that or you, you, were, you were a newborn baby. Well, why didn't you go? You can't be a Leicester fan. Don't come out with that. That's such a weak, weak response when you know for a fact yeah. that what me and Chris have said to you clearly states that Brennan, you're telling me with everything that you've tried to say about Brian Potter, right, why is his CV rings of 16th, 15th, 14th, and two months in the top eight? Yeah, that's the guy I want replacing us, Brendan, if we get rid of him. That's, that's the quality of manager and calibre of it. No, in three years' time, if he's doing what he's doing, what everybody thinks he's going to be doing, and that gets Brighton in the top eight, come to me then. I mean, he but is, he is sat there. He is sat there in eighth position. Um... But he hasn't Frown got European football to worry about, you know. Yeah, for how much longer? Yeah, so, oh, let's just have a look at his managerial teams. Yeah, he managed Osterund in Sweden, was it, for seven so years? That, that, that's what Doug meant, was it? Doug, Doug, yes, yeah. Oh. Sorry, Doug. Swansea uh, for one, hang on, what was that? Yeah, one season at Swansea. Whoa! And... Brighton, Wasn't that around the Rogers there as well, or are I thinking a bit closer to the time with Swansea? I think that no, I think that was 2018 when he was at Swansea. Oh, right. um, you know, he's played 320 games. I, I don't see any trophies on his CV. I really don't. Oh, hang on, I'm checking Wikipedia. It says they did create 500 chances while he's been there. Whoa, let's sign him, Brad. Let's sign him. <laughs> yeah, I think people. He, the comment he's made has actually dug himself into a hole because you're basically only judging anybody on the here and now. If that's the case, get Pep out because he's just lost to Crystal Palace. And why yeah. don't Brighton, get, why don't Man City go and get Graham Potter if he's so good and he's so much the yeah. here and now, as you're yeah. saying? Man, we'll take, we'll take Pep then. We'll, 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 we'll take Conte because in the here and now, Conte's been out of a job for too long. So he's got no, he's got no right to be demanding a job. So. Hmm. Yeah, popping a beard, mate. Pop one for me, David. <laughs> yeah, Maisie said it's a work night. It is. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, Pep Pep lost the English Super Cup to us, didn't he? He's a shit manager, and he should, you know, Graham Potter should be managing. Um, um, I mean, let's yeah. ask Maisie. Maisie, okay, I'm going to ask Maisie this, and then we're moving on. 
it has. I'll tell you one thing here, uh, JB. I'm going to thank you for coming on because it has made it a very, very interesting chat. Hey, look, <laughs> he's backed his point. I will give him that credit. I will yeah, give you that yeah. credit. Yeah, extra five yeah. points. Fair play. Yeah. I've got to give credit where it's due. Yeah. And I respect your, your your points, JB. I don't know how much of it was tongue in cheek, but you've you've made it an interesting. Um... Oh, here we go. Pep said um, Potter is the best British coach. Oh, wow. English, English, I'd get because there's no other English manager, I don't think, in the in the division. Um, but let, let's have, let's ask Maisie, if, if Ollie is so bad and you were to sack Ollie, would you go for Graham Potter at Man United? Surely you must do, because he's so creates so many chances. I've already experienced a Maisie rant. We, we've got a few minutes, mate. Well, we've got about 30 seconds. You can type pretty quick, so... Oh, maybe so we should have her on and ask her. Do you want to come on, Maisie? Um, let, oh. let, let, let's, let's pick this up, then, because um, this is how things stand at the moment. Uh, 7654, I'm going to start singing my step song again. Uh like you say, we're not out of it. It's disappointing. But when you look at the the say the teams that are in that group at the start, you know, we, we didn't think we we're going to win the group. And I think I tell you what the problem was. I tell you what our problem was here, Brad, is the fact that we we started off so well against Napoli. That first 45 minutes made us think that we were Brazil. Yeah, and yeah, it did. Yeah, and since then we've, you know, we've, why, why aren't we playing like that all the time? You know. <laughs> yeah, but again, again, that group, right? Yeah. For those that are moaning, I do get it. It's not looking brilliant. It <laughs> could have looked a lot better. We were probably hoping, you know, the shock against Liga didn't help us. But I think you you go back to them and look at us here and now. We were probably in really good form despite that Arsenal defeat because, like I said, even in that defeat. You know, the ability to activate a plan B and, and find a balance of it and, and just have a really oh, goalkeeper performance mm. be part and parcel of the reason we didn't get back into that game. I think you'd have to consider that it was again another one of them where just it would not go in for us today, yeah. the second time round. And I would still be confident because look at the goal. The important thing there as well to take into it is yes, we're a point behind. But not only do we play the team in second, but we're at home and it's a goal difference. I would still feel confident, especially the form they're on. They're in miserable form. If we can yes. get to them in the same sort of form that we have been over the last five games in all competitions, I just don't see where they catch <laughs> it up because they still have a hard game against Sparta because that third place plays, you know, for the conference, I believe. So Sparta will, you know, Funny things in football. How is it I yeah. can suddenly see us be in League of Warsaw or Spartak holding Napoli to a draw because they want to get that they're happy if they can still go into the final game having a chance at third place. We could be top of the group next week with the right <laughs> with the right outcome. So we'll see. Time will well, tell. We won't we won't next week because we're not playing next week, but I know what you mean. I, I called it, I called it JB is on the big wind up. Uh, <laughs> Well done, mate. Uh, I did say whether you're on the wind up or not, it has made a very, very interesting conversation uh, this evening. And I'm going to be honest with you. Um, 
because I wound Brad up before as well. Uh, you, you, you got us going, but it is people are on a Graham Potter love love fest, and yeah. I'm not saying this show's going on long here. But Rich, good evening, Rich. How the devil are you? He said he finished an hour ago. <laughs> God, we yeah, know we've got. If you, if Rich has finished, started. we're still going on. My God. <laughs> yeah, but Rich probably what 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 Rich isn't saying is he started his stream at three. Ah, that is very true. No, Rich has been great with his times recently, to be honest with you. He's definitely got the hang of it. Chris, and, and you go yeah. out of the Europa League, so what will, What Leicester will do better in the league? Yeah, I think you will, because you've got one less thing to, to worry about. Um, I think we did well last season because we went out of the League Cup quite early to Arsenal. Very early, it was the first round, wasn't it? But, yeah. um, you know, I, 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 yes, what, when we won the league... We won the league because we didn't have midweek games. We got knocked out of both cups quite early, as it happened, and we got um, uh, uh, no European football. So, so we won it. Um, yeah, no okay, matter what any club that got knocked out of Europe early or get knocked out of competition early, they get the chance to probably perform better and pick up points elsewhere. Hey, yeah. Maisie. So the question is, if Ollie goes, would you take Potter? No. <laughs> oh, that was Thank very you. short and sweet. Oh, <laughs> it was just as short as that. It's just plain and simple, no. If you, like, you've, Graham Potter, right, don't get me wrong, right, he's not a bad manager for Brighton. He's managed Swansea and he's managed some international Swedish team. Who's to say Graham Potter will do well elsewhere? That that is my, that's the point. You're like you've got Leicester, they're growing as a team. Don't get me wrong, yeah, Brighton. It, they built up Brighton. Fair play to him. But who's to say that he, if he comes to Leicester or if he comes to Man United, he will do well in Europe? And for me, I don't think he will do well in Europe. I, but then, I suppose that's the the gamble you take with any sort of I new manager take no coming gamble. in, isn't it? As, yeah. When you look at like Leicester, who's been in Europe now for a few years, you look at Manchester United, who's been in Europe for a very long time, you need to look at a certain kind of manager who you know will at least guarantee somewhere in Europe and you know that they guarantee some kind of success. Like Brendan Rodgers, for you, is a great manager because he's had that success at Celtic. He's had experience in the Premier League with Liverpool. He's had experience in Europe. So I think he's the perfect man for you, really. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I said earlier, and JB has sort of said he he, he was on a on a, on a big wind up, but he did he did make the conversation very very interesting. So I, I, the numbers were going up, JB. Thank you very much. I think we've got the morning shift coming in to watch now, though. Uh, <laughs> literally, yeah. literally. Um, it's uh, been a quite a good discussion, though, mate, hasn't it? It's been a very interesting one to discuss. Cause... It has, and I think what JB actually highlighted, if we're honest, is this loving that everybody seems to have for Graham Potter. You know, and it's yeah, the fact it... that you know the, the biggest loving I don't get with him is the fact that he should be replacing Southgate for England. Well, actually, yeah, I, I mean, I, again, another point to prove against why Graham Potter and a manager of that calibre and that experience, there's there's so many managers in comparison you can give them to. Eddie Howe, perfect example. 
was praised, was linked with the England job, similar sort of role. There was mm. probably at some point someone will find an article that he was linked with a Leicester job. There no, there no doubt was on that an inkling that Leicester maybe looked at him when he was doing well. And kind of to contradict the point that, that JB was making, that was in the here and now. He, he spent he spent a year, if not more, out of the game. And nobody cares about him really now. He's been given the second choice Tottenham approach because they couldn't get they couldn't get uh first of all good evening through the door. Emery. Newcastle, do you mean? Yeah. Yeah. And my point stands <laughs> in the fact that if that was the case and then managers um wouldn't approach that manager, why would Leicester approach Graham Potter if Newcastle mm. Or West Ham, and I know West Ham are in good form, but yeah. why would they not even consider him as as, as a manager? I think if, if Potter was as good as as everybody is saying, you know, why why wasn't he sort of pinched? Because he, he'd he'd go. I would imagine he would go from Brighton to Tottenham. I'm not saying he would. You don't know, but you would think it, it would at least interest him. Two points I'm going to make here. Just something that Maisie said before about you know he he's managed a, a Swedish club. One manager that's gone well, there's two managers that have really gone abroad that are British and done really well managing abroad with opposite successes, shall we say, when they've come back to this country. Um, Roy Hodgson, great managing European clubs. What's he done in this country? <laughs> And Brad's, Brad's so annoyed at me saying those those two words, Roy Hodgson, he's gone. Um, I, I will leave you, Chris. Don't you worry. Yeah. But then you've got um, Terry Venables, who did a very good job at Barcelona. He came over and was successful over here. So it doesn't mean anything that, that if you are successful over there. Uh, JB, uh, he loves Roger. I mean, we, we've taken it to the board that you, you, you was a wind-up here then, JB. I'm saying I, I do thank you for uh, for bringing the, 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 the points up. It oh, did make it very interesting. Oh, my God. I was actually <laughs> enjoying it. I was laughing. Oh, and, oh to be honest with you, I'm grateful because it's made it a really, really interesting show. <laughs> <laughs> and so... Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know what? To, to be fair to him, though, he's probably oh, spoken the voice. He's probably actually spoken voice of a small section of fans that just yes. either don't know this about this channel, but yeah. probably or have voiced them elsewhere. There is actually probably genuine people that would be full hammer and tongue on what JB said, whereas he said it with a bit of uh, a bit of pinch of salt and yeah. done very well about it, hasn't he? He's done yes. very well to get a. Yeah, but yeah, but people are having this wank fest over Potter at the moment, and, and you don't get it, and I don't get it, and you know, but uh, it, it, like I say, JB, it, it, you got us, and it worked, and it, it did make it a very interesting conversation. Yeah, I can, I can feel the bloody hook in my mouth. He, he, he reeled us in that. Much, <laughs> <though>. <laughs> you and me both, Maisie. I'm going to ask you this though, because. Your week's not been the best in Europe, has it? But you know, you you got you got a point against Atlanta. Um, you came back twice with 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 you know Fergie time, if we if we dare say that. But obviously, you you winning winning like or not winning, drawing like you did must have felt like a win. Yeah, because no. at 90, 92, three minutes you were losing. Ninety fourth minute, you got a point. Was, I'm was, still fuming. 
<laughs> you can't, you're not allowed to fume. But no, but you got you got a point that you weren't going to get in effect, weren't didn't you? Where we got the point and you know we weren't you know didn't leave it that late i'm just thinking had we got the equalizer in the 94th minute we would have probably come out there thinking Woof, yeah we've got thank god for that we did all right to get back into that game that that's football isn't it i think what it sounds like to me chris you really need cristiano ronaldo in your team if you want to win say that again sorry it sounds like to me if you want to win you might need cristiano ronaldo for some late winners <laughs> quite possibly quite possibly and we need we need you know is he still giving advice to um to uh, ollie i'm giving advice to ollie all the time myself never mind ronaldo <laughs> i've got to ask i've got to ask you this and you'd probably know better more than ollie no 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 joking um simon jordan on on talk sport said the other day that he was watching, uh, and I, I can't remember which Man United game it was, but as he took Varane off, that he turned to uh, Ronaldo. I think it was Varane. I could be wrong. I say it was. I was only half listening to start because it was was about Man United. But he said he turned around and said, uh, "What do we do now to him?" I don't know whether that is true or not. I don't think it probably is true, but. I think he's on about the Atalanta game because Ronaldo Varane got injured during the um, Atalanta game um, right. in the first half. And I think what happened was Ollie put on Greenwood and it like he reverted back to the old formation of the 4-2-3-1, which I was quite disappointed with because we seemed a lot more stable under that three at the back. Right. And I, I was doing um, a watch-along on Man United agenda at the time and I said... Why Why did we put Greenwood on? We could have put Alex Tellez on as a left wing back, put Shaw as the left centre back. And then we could have still carried on with that formation. But it just felt like to me that it was kind of like Ollie was like, oh my God, right, Baran's injured. We'll have to go back to how he was. And that shouldn't be the case. We need yeah. to stick, they need to stick at the guns. If Ollie wants to do a certain formation, he needs to stick at his guns because if he's going to change the formation halfway through the game, it brings the players like, what? What the hell's going on here? Like, am I playing this? Do you get what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, last comment here. Um, David says, if we remove emotion for a moment, the team we put out in the first half, we were strong, so why didn't we score? I can't blame Brendan, so we should we point the fingers at the players. It's not always a bad manager. It's not, David, but the book stops with him. You know, that's why he has that word on his desk that, or on his door that says manager. And it's his job, if the team aren't performing, to make sure that the team are performing. Again, you know, I go back to when I worked in sales. If somebody wasn't performing month in, month out, month in, month out, the manager did, of the team did two things. He did his best to train that person up to make them a better salesperson, or he got rid of them. You know, it, it's so it does. It does rest with him. I'm going to end on this one. Did you, I don't know if you watched the game at all, Maisie, but um, you can feel free to sort of join in on it. But um, man of the match, Brad. Oh, for me, it's 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 going to it's going to the man who got got less than goal. Um, yeah. You know, I've been. Um, one of them that's been very happy to see 
some solid performances from Daniel Marty. He's been the player that's kind of been left out a bit, gone unnoticed, yeah. doesn't always get registered, very in and out of the team uh, through injuries. And it's always nice when a player like that finally gets his moment on the pitch and not only makes the most of it with a fairly solid defensive display, displays, but he gets that goal. And he was in the right areas um, today. He looked very good and he deserves his man of the match. Um, shout Totally. From- Totally. I mean, yeah, that, that's Alan Bennett there choosing that as they straight after the final whistle. Uh, I mean, I think the fact that we're looking at Daniel Amati being, you know, our, our most fit and reliable <laughs> defender, I wouldn't have been saying that at the start of the season. Uh, but yes, for me, I think he, I think he had a great game. Uh, probably didn't have much to defend against, in fairness, when we looked at the stats earlier. So take that into account. But, you know... <laughs> A goal, you know, a, a, an assist from Perez, I'll have you know, Brad. But uh, the goal from Amati. Manager five, team five? I think that's a bit harsh, but I, I suppose that's mm. done on the back of a natural frustration at the result, probably more than the actual performance itself. I think sometimes we get so caught up in the scoreline and our own situation in regards to the group and where it's at, at the moment. Um, the comes with a natural twinge of disappointment and, and instinctively you probably think it wasn't a very good it wasn't a good enough performance because it no. didn't get the result but in all fairness you know you look at it as a whole and you sit there and analyse the entirety of the game you know Moscow knew what they were up against they knew they couldn't match as quality for quality around that pitch in, in probably any area to be perfectly honest with you um, so they had to do what they felt was necessary and like I said in the second half, the reason it probably started to seem a bit more seem a bit more defensive, probably more enduring credit towards Spartak Moscow. Yeah. Doing what their quality allows them to do, which was stick, like I said, seven or eight men behind the ball for the majority of that second half. More Maisie, so when did, we did you watch the match at all, Maisie? I watched like nearer to the uh, second half, so I think I watched from like 65th minute or something, but I did catch up with the highlights. Right. Um, Anybody impress you on the Leicester team? Perez. <laughs> Hang on, Brad. I'll mute her. Hang on. I'm just going to mute her. There we go. There we go. In fact, let, 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 let's, let's do that, shall we? <laughs> that's that's oh. what happens. That's what. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm just gonna say, I'm just gonna say, Maisie, this is not blockbusters, and no, you can't have a P for Perez, okay? <laughs> I was only kidding. Sorry, guys. No, 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 no you can't. You can't. Not tonight. There's no kidding tonight. <laughs> Maisie, thanks for coming on, and thanks for the the chats, uh, the the super yeah, chats, and what have you. We we are going on longer than uh, one one of Rich's shows here. Two hours and four minutes, and it is coming up to uh, well, we've gone past the witching hour. I have turned into a pumpkin, and I think it is time for us all to go and get some shutai. Maisie, thank you very much for coming on. Um, I'd say good luck to Man United at the weekend, but I don't. I want Man City to win. So that's a bit tight. <laughs> I supported Leicester. <laughs> yeah, you're mad. <laughs> you're just I supported more, Leicester. More for you. you look what I've got there. Hey, I, 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 I support Man United in Europe, but. You know, I mean, Man Man United aren't even the biggest team in Manchester at the moment, are they? 
they're always going to be the biggest team in Manchester. No questions uh, about but, that. But if you look at if you look at the here and now, <laughs> you're not the biggest team in Manchester. Maisie, <laughs> before you shout at me, I'm going. I'm going to let you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, thanks for putting me on, Chris. It was funny. Maybe, uh, it made me laugh. You do, you always make me laugh. You know I like your laugh. Take care, Maisie. All the best. Bye. Cheers. Bye bye. Bye. Oh, she does make me laugh. I've got to be honest with you. That that laugh is in, infectious. Um, yeah. I think I don't even think you can get a cream for it. If I'm honest with you, you know? <laughs> and your soul. No, that's something completely different, isn't it? I'm not saying Maisie's a pain in the arse, by the way, <laughs> just, just in case she's still listening. I didn't mean it like that at all. Brad, thank you very much, young man. No worries, mate. Um, I don't know about you, but I definitely need my beauty sleep. No, <laughs> no, there's not enough hours in the day for me to get enough of that, mate. So <laughs> I will see you about half past four on Sunday if you're free. Oh, I'm sure I can make time for it, mate. I'm sure I can yeah. squeeze it into my busy schedule. And will it will it be as uh, as exciting as tonight's show? <laughs> I hope so. For the right reasons, it's exciting, though. Exactly, exactly. So thanks a lot, mate. Take care, and I'll see you on Sunday. Yeah, I'll see you Sunday, mate. And cheers yeah, for everybody thanks. that's joined in tonight. Yeah, especially JB. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, he's not coming. I won't let him back on again. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, mate. All the best. Cheers. Yeah, all the best, mate. Take care. Bye. Uh, no, seriously, thanks to everybody that's joining the chat. Thanks to Maisie for coming on. Thanks to Brad, as always. Uh, and even thanks to JB. Um, yes, uh, it, it did highlight the fact that there is this, and I just don't understand it, but there is a Graham Potter love fest going on. And any Leicester fans that want Brendan in, uh, sorry, want Brendan out, any Leicester fans want Brendan out, wind your neck in. <laughs> Think where we've been for the last few seasons. You know, that we know we, we've had a relegation fight with, um, which was why um, Shakespeare took over. We had another relegation fight, which is why Puel took over. Then we weren't performing. So we got Rod, you know, it's, we're having a great time as Leicester fans at the moment. And I get frustrated and it, yeah, you know, because I want us to do well, we're passionate as fans, and it sometimes I have to pinch myself and go back and you know take say take a reality check. Uh, David, thanks very much, Maisie. Uh, he says to Maisie, also thanks to you both. Great stream, and always good to have a rant about Leicester, even when we play not up to standards. Look, mate, we're, we're Leicester fans, David. We'll always have something to rant about. You know that. Thanks very much. Uh, catch us on Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube if you want to rewatch it. Press that subscribe button and give. Us a follow uh, it does help the channel uh, survive and of course if you want to listen to us tomorrow now because it won't be done tonight but tomorrow now uh, you can pick us up on all your main podcast platforms which is where you'll hear find us and if you want to find us this is where it is thanks very much guys i'll see you tomorrow yeah see you tomorrow night seven o'clock craig and me we're going to be looking ahead to the leeds game oh, god they're coming thick and fast Good night, guys. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Be sure to watch Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube and follow all their social media platforms for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club.
Watch us on YouTube. Listen on your favorite podcast platform or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now. Sports Social Podcast Network. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? Uh, participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.